Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Chris. And I'm Lindsay. And the first question I want to ask is, Lindsay, how are you holding up? I'm tired and my mental state is fuzzy and it's hard to focus because I'm doing a lot of things and I don't really want to get into them. Chris, how are you holding (laughs) up? (laughs) Yeah, I am tired and grumpy and I've been tired and grumpy all day Mm -hmm. and I don't know why because I got like five hours of sleep last night so I should be fine. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a... Very healthy um, place to be. Yeah. Mentally. I mean, it could be much, much worse, but either way, <laughs> we are... Hi, we, guys. <laughs> we are recording this episode the same week as we recorded last week's because we, uh, we are not going to be able to record next week's episode. Yes, I'm going to a festival out in the desert. Which is going to be super fun for you. Yeah, well, yes, but it's a lot of prep and I'm super nervous. And as you all know, I'm an introvert, so it also sounds just socially exhausting. Mm-hmm. But it'll be great. It'll be great. It's going to be great. Moving on. It's kind of cool because <laughs> you get to go basically kind of off the grid to do this, don't you? Um, I think so, pretty much. I think we'll still have cell service. But... You'll, you'll maybe have some cell service, but I don't know about that data plan. No, that'll be nice. Which means you'll take a break from social media. Look at that tie-in, Chris. <laughs> I, I did it. I have tied in the topic with this week's conversation. Well, that's right, guys. We're going to talk about social media today in both positives and negatives. Uh, particularly, de- uh, wow, particularly pertaining to depression, people who are sensitive in general. Yes, not to mention those of us who suffer from anxiety, usually social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media sort of becomes a respite or a additional trigger, depending on your particular brand. Correct the mundo. So, so are we starting with the positives? I think we should. I think I think it's good for us to kind of hammer home that we are, one, not professionals. Yes. Two, we are not enemies of social media. We don't obviously think that it is the devil. This is just our thoughts and what we've, and probably what everyone has experienced in some way or another. Yes, absolutely. Like, I mean, starting off, neither of us really grew up per se, in the age of social media as it is now. No. Like, we had, you know, MySpace. So it was the rise and fall of MySpace, mm-hmm. Zanga. Oh, God, Zanga. Live journal. Yeah, live journal, Zanga. Chat rooms. Chat yeah. rooms were much more of a AOL thing. chat rooms were what I first started to meet people online. I started on a small chat room service called BraveNet. <laughs> that was where I got my start, which was... Super fun. So the good things for me that, I mean, right away that you experience is a sense of community, right? Because um, whether it's a chat room or um, like a meetup, social Mm -hmm. media kind of thing, you get to find your people. Yeah. And there's always going to be people out there for whatever it is that, you know, tickles your fancy. If you are into mental health and psychology... There are lots of forums out there that exist that are just about, hey, are you into learning about some weird stuff in the human brain? Let's all talk about this together in a constructive and hopefully not too destructive uh, environment. Yeah, it's helped me a lot. There's actually (laughs) 
a really funny group on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it's called, it's for women specifically, and it's called Farts and Feelings. <laughs> and it's just women talking about um, either gross things that are going on with their bodies or their lives or um, some some feels, you know, breakup or something going on. Mm-hmm. And so having that sense of community, being able to talk to other women in yes. a private group, it's really nice for me because there's times where as an introvert, my two friends who I would necessarily talk to about those things are not available. So, you know, having a sort of anonymous online group is nice. Although I guess it's Facebook, so that's not anonymous. I mean, it's but they're anonymous. not. They don't, it's like sitting down on an airplane and you're talking to a stranger next to you. Yes, exactly. You and know? the stranger isn't trying to block you out with noise-canceling headphones, which is nice. <laughs> Uh, the nice thing also, as I'm sure most of you are aware, we have an Instagram account. Um, it is Hey Who Podcast on Instagram. And through that, we've been able to actually kind of create a small community, uh, just in the mental health community itself. Which has been sort of amazing, and I didn't expect it at all. Mm-hmm. Not the way it happened. No, not at all. Like, I wasn't exactly expecting it either. Um, I do want to make some special kind of shout-outs to a few accounts that have really impacted uh, us, at the very least, like, quite a bit. Um, my personal favorite is an account, Fighting Depression with Photo. Uh, it is run by a man named Vincent, who is not only uh, an amazingly talented photographer and writer, um, he is a mental health survivor. He has been through the ringer quite a bit uh all of his stories are simultaneously jaw-dropping and heartbreaking for the most part and you go with him on this kind of journey uh through his life um and he's really not holding back at all yeah he really touches on a lot of personal things um and details that i think some people would be hesitant to and that's i think i appreciate that is when people just bear it all because mm-hmm. how else are we going to connect if we just keep hiding stuff yeah. you know? or being like, Hey, I'm dealing with this because this horrible thing happened to me. And now this is how it affects my life. Yes, absolutely. And so we also have NAMI, the national Alliance on mental illness, and they have a lot of really amazing posts. Both uh, NAMI Bucks EST and NAMI Communication or NAMI Communicates, they, uh, they're they all about just spreading the word and removing the stigma involved in communicating mental illness. They are a fantastic group who really is doing a lot out there to just kind of spread that awareness. And I think uh, one of the biggest things that we all deal with with depression is that feeling of disconnect and... Uh, shame for what you're going through or what you're feeling. And so for me, what's been helpful with these is seeing that I'm not the only one going through these things or somebody else is going through something that's really trying and hard and maybe even harder than what I've had to go through and they're still doing it and they're okay. Mm-hmm. And that gives me a lot of um, yeah. respect for the process, I think, actually. Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it, I yeah. think, is it everybody's process is different obviously we we have our process of getting through things some other people have theirs processes but we all kind of share this same thought pattern of hey i'm gonna put it out there Mm -hmm. i just want it to be open and honest Mm -hmm. and communicate well 
and not necessarily get anything back. And so then when we did get a bunch of things back, especially through Instagram, mm-hmm. that's been really great. How has it affected you in a good way? It has affected me immensely. Just, um, just that sense of, hey, if I put something out there, there's going to be people who may see it. They may, you know, they may respond in the positive. They may respond in the negative. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's something that is going to affect somebody else in a way that I'm poss- probably not expecting. Yes. Which is fantastic in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so so through through Instagram in, in and of itself, like a lot of positive stuff. Yeah. Um, Facebook can be kind of toxic at times, but there's good stuff as well. And I think the ability for everybody to communicate well enough is really the biggest part of social media as a positive. Yes. We, we fight so much to, to just communicate well interpersonally and just our ability to get information and be able to share that wealth of knowledge. It's never been more powerful than in any other point in history than now. Yeah. The great thing for me um, with the Facebook situation, I think, is when once you start following certain people or the I don't know how the algorithms always work, but I see a lot of videos posted on mental health, like TED Talks and stuff, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't necessarily see that information or those videos on my own. Like, I don't always take the time to sit down and Google, okay, what is a breakthrough that is happening right now in mental illness? Um, what's a, what, what's, ha- you know, what are these different ways to, to deal with my anxiety? And, um, new things are always coming out. So yeah, the information, um, and communication and connection is mm-hmm. so huge. Um, and then we were going to mention the, I can never say this word. Anonymity. Anonymity. Ha! Anonymity. <laughs> Anonymity is a double-edged sword. Yes. We need to be perfectly clear about that. It is very interesting what the power of anonymity can do to people. Mm-hmm. It can bolster confidence. It can increase mental fortitude. It can make you feel safe. But those same tools can be used to bully, to aggravate, to troll. And it is through that power of anonymity that the real dark side of humanity can be made readily apparent. Yeah, I think if this is something that probably a lot of our high school and maybe college age listeners, and even, you know, those of us who are not uh, steeped in it, but there's the... You grew up with it. And so that's all. You don't know what it's like to not have an Instagram or a Facebook or any of those online things that dictate sort of how cool you feel with your likes or you're seeing a visual representation. Well, you think you are a visual representation of how much people care and um, how much people pay attention through the likes or the you know, the emojis and the the shares and and the the, shares. And so when you're not getting a high end high count to somebody else you feel as though your worth is dipping dipping it's it's a quantification yeah that you cannot have in real life really i mean you can be like i have over 700 friends right uh and that's you know that's cool for you if that's something that helps you but the equivalent of like 
that anonymity factor is like if you were in high sc- in a high school movie and somebody wrote loser on your locker. Right. Like that's the only thing that really has any sort of equivalence. Being egged. Yeah. House egging. Yeah. yeah house egging or TPing or something like let's just let's just get all the high school movie tropes out of the way. Right. But the reason we bring this stuff up is because it's super emotionally disruptive and disturbing Mm -hmm. for a lot of us. I know that online bullying right now is at an all-time high. You can see Mm -hmm. that now even with celebrities who are dealing with horrific comments being made. Mm -hmm. And we're all people. We all have feelings to, to pretend like, well, that doesn't bother me because, you know, it's just somebody randomly on the internet. No, like we want to be connected and loved and to have somebody just say awful things if you're already in a bad place how do you protect yourself from that if you're already vulnerable it's it's next to impossible if you're if you're opening yourself up to it it's one of the things that like kind of honestly scares me for a lot of young people who are going into the kind of public forum Mm -hmm. of like youtube Mm -hmm. or instagram or snapchat or you know anything like that where you have decided to make yourself a public face Mm -hmm. you have gone out there and you have taken this dream of yours on occasion like this is something that you want to do either as a profession or just as a beautiful hobby and people are going to come and they're going to shit on it yeah it's it's really opening up a big ol' potential chest wound that just sucks in negativity. Because those people, typically, don't have that kind of positive dream in their life. Yeah. They don't have something they can hold on to, or reach for, or strive for. Or if they do, it's something they've given up on a long time ago. Or their dream is completely malicious... And they just want to tear other people's dreams down. Yeah. Some people just want to watch the world burn. And I think, so that's when, you know, if you're depressed or you're going through depression and you're turning to social media to kind of, I don't know, feel reconnected and everybody I think goes on Facebook ton, I don't know how many times a day, just scrolling through and seeing stuff. Um, But if you're depressed and you're going through, let's say, a breakup or there's Mm -hmm. some online drama because your friend is you and your friend aren't doing well. So actually, this happened to me the other day. I wasn't going to share this, but I think it's poignant. (laughs) All right. So I have a very, very, very close friend who I love dearly, and she's amazing. And I saw the other day that I was not invited to what looked like to be a really lovely time. They went up into the mountains, and they did a photo shoot. It was her and another friend of mine. And it was posted on social media. It was all over my Instagram feed. They had a bonfire. And they didn't even mention it to me. I just saw saw it through social media. And this hit of um, hurt and, like, left out feelings. And it was just so intense. And then I had to sit there and be like, it's okay for people to have other friends. <laughs> But also, you know, if I was not in a good place when I saw that picture. I was kind mm-hmm. of stressed about things and nervous about other parts of my life. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think of people who don't have the emotional tools or don't have a good inside um, compass to be like, hey, you're feeling intense feelings. Those feelings will pass. You are okay. You don't need to... St- what happens is it'll lead you into a 
um, self-deprecating thought pattern. Like, of course they didn't invite me. They hate me. I'm not fun. I'm not worth good friendships. Mm -hmm. I hate myself. I should just go kill myself. That is a trigger. Yeah. Um, and that's a trigger that sometimes I deal with is the feeling of abandonment or, um, not being included because of whatever reason. And so I've had to really practice not allowing myself to do that. How do I do that? I switch gears. I talk to somebody else. I stand up and I physically move myself away from my phone, which is what I did. Oh my God. Um, it was an intense physical reaction. Yeah. And so it made me think of people who are maybe going through a breakup or something. You know, you see your significant other's Facebook page and you stalk them. <laughs> and you get that hit of uh, masochism, to mm -hmm. her emotional masochism. Well, it doesn't help that Facebook and a number of other apps are also very much into the, hey, you want to see what you were doing two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago? Mm -hmm. Let's go through your history together. Oh, remember that time you were happy? Oh! Remember that time that you were thin and uh, surrounded by people who you're no longer friends with? <laughs> remember that time that that person you were head over heels in love with broke your soul? Or even better, hey, the person that you used to date now has a new girlfriend and she knows five of your mutual friends. You guys should be friends. <laughs> <laughs> recommendations <laughs> yeah no that that those are all things that can lead to like just so much burnout yeah and that is a very big topic uh in and of itself is we are now in a new age where so many friendships are digital and so many things that we would use to kind of go through on a scale that was a lot less constant mm -hmm. is now at the touch of our fingertips every single thing that we want to access is immediately accessible whether it's good for us or not we can sit there and dwell on you know stalking someone's facebook page go through their photos be like oh man i would love to be closer to this person but mm -hmm. i can't question mark or it's other things that are a little more precarious where you've decided that certain people should be kicked out of your life or mm -hmm. you want to move on from someone mm -hmm. but you still have all access to everything that they have you can look on their social media accounts or they're doing something with people that you know as you mentioned mm -hmm. and that can always drive you just kind of up a wall and you'll feel eventually that between that and like various sources of information where we'll have misinformation being spread like wildfire about every topic that you could possibly care about you'll find yourself so completely burnt out from human interaction that you just need to withdraw completely and there is honestly in my mind nothing wrong with taking a break well i think this comes to a good subject matter of Protecting yourself. Yes. When you need to protect yourself. I th I think, at least I, I don't know if this is for everybody, who mm -hmm. struggles with depression and anxiety, have a really hard time protecting mm -hmm. uh, myself or knowing how to do that. And being honest with myself. Like, some people can be on Facebook all day and see their ex and, like, and still like their photos and whatever. And for me, I can't. I'm super sensitive. Um, those things deeply hurt me and affect... So just 
taking a break, getting off social media, being in the physical world, going for a hike, which I hate hiking, but doing it, <laughs> um, being out in nature is so fulfilling. You know, that's one of the reasons why I'm grateful I have a dog. He makes me go outside yeah. and focus on him. You that, know? Is, that is phenomenal in and of itself. Yeah. For me, I always feel like when I'm, when I'm hitting a kind of social media burnout, um, I don't know. I always feel like a weird social disconnect where it's like, I, I don't know if this is something that I, I is just kind of for me, but uh, whenever I hit a point of saturation, oversaturation, the last thing that I want to hear about from anybody is what is going on in the rest of the world. Like if there's a tragedy that happens somewhere, we... I mean, us in America, I don't know about the rest of the world, but uh, we hear horrific news on a pretty much constant basis, whether it's a shooting or, I don't know, our food's giving us cancer or it's, you know, anything that, you know, certain public officials are doing at any given moment. It is incredibly difficult to remove yourself enough that you can feel honestly that i feel empathy yeah it's difficult because it's like hey the rainforests are disappearing and the poor polar bear here's some pictures of polar bears trying to survive on teensy tiny bits of oh ice and dog fighting is still happening in mexico and and this and that and there's a flooding happening down there and people are being displaced and there was a shooting down the street and it's like how can you help how can you you know it's just you're constantly inundated with this information and it numbs you out yeah completely numbs you out because it's too much yeah. and that is i don't know how to fix that because things do need to happen we do need to become active in certain ways but it's almost like well we're all screwed anyway kind of a feeling yeah. you definitely hit that point of like well we're all gonna die so what the fuck like, what are we going to do? What's going to make this better? And it, it, when you find something that is a cause, yeah. something that you can cling to, which, again, social media has the ability to let you discover a cause, something that you truly want to fight for. And that in and of itself might be worth drudging up such unpleasant things. You don't have to drudge it as often as we are exposed to it. Mm-hmm. Take time for yourself. Always make sure that you can take a break from social media. There should be nothing wrong with it. Just allow yourself to feel again. Be your own superhero, right? Like, are you going to use your powers for the forces of good or forces of evil? If your power is social media and you can research incredible things and enlighten yourself and mm -hmm. connect with people who are giving and loving and supportive of your mental and emotional and physical well-being. And I mean, there's so much good and we forget that mm -hmm. to allow ourselves to go down the hole of, well, you know, everything's dark and this person's online and we're not friends. Like you don't need to do that. Protect mm -hmm. yourself, use your powers for good. <laughs> and um, yeah, be good to yourself, man. Yeah, maybe also if you've got a web browser open, just go ahead and add yourself a bookmark just on your on your bar. Just add a bookmark for like cute overload or something where you just <laughs> you got to have some eye bleach 
readily at hand sometimes with just like whatever is going on. You have to be able to take care of yourself. Don't worry so much and don't give social media the power to crush you. You can do that by yourself just fine. <laughs> Let me tell ya. <laughs> you. You are more than capable of destroying yourself. You don't have to give that power to anybody else. You shouldn't give that power to anyone, <laughs> including yourself, Christopher. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't, but I'm talking from me. <laughs> I know what I'm about. So, all that said, um, we hope that this episode has given you something to really kind of think about in terms of social media. Yeah, how it affects you. How it affects you, your personal responsibility mm-hmm. to it, and how much you can really understand and take. Because if you think about it, there aren't any um, tests or or really any data to let us know how social media affects us. This has all happened very quickly Mm -hmm. and happened um, in a... Just the rate of social media has exponentially gone up. So we don't know how this affects us. So it really is our personal responsibility to pace ourselves and to take care of each other and, you know... Have eye bleach on hand. Yes. And if I could add one little tiny soapbox moment, please, people, use Snopes.com before you spread information. Please. What just is Snopes.com? Let's Snopes.com. Let me, let me, let me, I'll stay on my soapbox for just five seconds longer. Snopes.com is an explicitly used website for fact checking. If you see something on there that is so amazing or so grandiose or perhaps it might just be untrue Mm -hmm. double check before you share make sure that you're not continuing the spread of disinformation and sometimes the pictures that we see and like the really negative intensely dramatic things that we see online they are taken from different places and slapped on with the this is what's happening right now in the world in Mm -hmm. this place and it's not true yeah so you don't have to feel emotionally bad and then spread that bad exactly. if it's not true. <laughs> exactly. From just a purely psychological standpoint, do good by your mental health. Check the facts. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> follow us on Instagram at Hey Who Podcast, as we mentioned before. Like the Facebook page. If you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. Which, actually, a special thank you to um, Nicole for sending us that lovely fan mail letter. Yeah, that really made my day, Nicole. That was awesome. That was that was phenomenal, and we are so happy for you and your new cuddle buddy. So keep up the good work. She got a, a dog. She got a dog. Yeah, not, <laughs> not just like a person that's just a cuddle buddy. That'd be because she listened to our uh, ESA. Uh, episode and um that email made me cry a little bit because i like hearing happy things (laughs) that does help things especially us yes help us please (laughs) (laughs) but as always don't don't tell tell us us to just just get get over it. it